Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another brand new edition of the Sam Bissell Podcast on the Ambiguous Network. Right now, I'm going to be going over the latest and greatest going on around the world of Hollywood. Right now, I'm going to be talking about new details regarding NBC streaming service and a few more things. But first, I want to talk about some posters that have been released on the internet for people to see. The first one I want to get into is one that was released a few days ago, which were character posters for Knives Out, the new Ryan Johnson movie, who wrote and directed this movie. He also wrote and directed Star Wars The Last Jedi, Looper, and Brick. He is one of those filmmakers that loves to create different sci-fi original films. And even though with Star Wars, he got a lot of backlash with with that movie in particular, there were fans of the Star Wars universe that didn't like that movie, and it's caused a lot of divisiveness between the Star Wars universe. But for Ryan Johnson, it was a film that he could add to the win column. And for Knives Out, it seems like he did the same exact thing again, which was being able to craft a murder mystery film, an old type of clue in a way, but make it his own, new, and refreshing at the same time. And it premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival, and it seemed like it garnered a lot of critical acclaim right now at a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. I remember when the first trailer came out for Knives Out, and I loved the way that it just it feels like a Ryan Johnson movie with the quirkiness to it, but adding a level of, of, of a story to it that only Ryan Johnson could craft. And I'm excited to see what he does. And I think for people that just know him for the Star Wars movie, know him for whether it be negative or positive, I think for people to for them to see this movie, I think they'll see a side of Ryan Johnson that's positive, that they'll see why he's lauded as a great writer and filmmaker at the same time. And I think with the stacked cast that he has, I mean, Daniel Craig, Jamie Lee Curtis, Chris Evans, Catherine Langford, Tony Collette, the list goes on and on and on for this movie. It's incredible. It seems like, again, an amazing movie that's coming out on November 27th. The posters, I love that they have their own kind of color to them with each character. I think Chris Evans has a like a redness background to him, and Daniel Craig has all the, the knives around him. So each one is characterized for that specific person. And I absolutely love that. I cannot wait for this movie. Again, it comes out on November 27th. Guys, what do you think? Are you excited for the Knives Out movie that's coming out November 27th? Let me know down below in the comment section and leave your thoughts. The next poster I want to talk about is one that came out a few hours ago, and that was for Birds of Prey, the new DC movie that's kind of a sequel slash reboot of the Suicide Squad film that came out in 2016. It's really called Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Fabulous Harley Quinn. It stars Margot Robbie reprising her role 2016 which she garnered a lot of acclaim for in Suicide Squad she reprises that role and this is really her movie and we get a lot of brand new characters in it such as Ewan McGregor's Black Mask we get Canary and we get a few more as well uh, Detective Montoya who's a, a well-known person in the, in the Batman mythology and so seeing this poster it seems like they're playing on what made Suicide Squad a at least somewhat success where they're going along keeping it seems like that tone of Suicide Squad where it's this quirky kind of movie with all these villains but I love the angle they're going with where going with a female representation a female empowerment movie really and this is uh, a movie that is coming out in February this is really the next DC EU movie that's coming out this isn't something that's going to be connected with the Joker movie which had its own IMAX poster come out today as well and that one was amazing it fits right in with what the themes Warner Brothers wants to do with the Joaquin led movie but going back to Birds of Prey again I think this is a movie that 
This is connected from the Shazam, the Aquaman, the Suicide Squad is not connected to the Joker in any way, and they're carrying that right over. I think with this poster, I love the the little birds that are kind of coming out, the little angels, birds, if you will, that are around her, and it's all the characters of the movie in there, like Ewan McGregor and Canary. I'm really, really looking forward to this movie. When And if you saw It Chapter 2, it's been out for about two weeks now, so I don't think it's a spoiler, but before the, the the it movie starts they have a little tag for the harley quinn movie and i think it just kind of shows the fun vibe that they're going with this movie and i'm really excited to see where they go with it i think we're probably going to be getting a trailer either this week or next week i think in time for the when the joker movie comes out again even though it's not connected it is warner brothers it is dc they're going to want to promote their next movie which is birds of prey before we get wonder woman in the summer of 2020 but guys what do you think are you excited about birds of prey it comes out february 7th let me know what you guys think down below and leave your thoughts now to get on to the big story of today in which it dabbles in the TV industry a little bit more than it does the movies, but this is something that, again, I've talked about for months. I'm a big fan of what is now being known as the streaming wars between everything that's going on with Netflix and Disney Plus and HBO Max and the, re the recently announced Apple TV Plus that's coming out with all their new shows and additions. And we always heard for a while that NBC Universal was going to be big players in the streaming service war. And they finally put their cards on the table and announced their streaming service, which will be named Peacock. And they announced that that's going to be the name of it. And they announced all the shows that are going to be included and movies, along with some reboots of older IPs that they have that they're going to be rebooting and making new for people to see a new take on these shows. But to go through what will be included that are shows that will just be on there for people to see that they can binge for as long as they want. The Office and Parks of Recreation. We knew The Office was going to back to NBC Universal for a big hefty price of around $500 million. But the news today that was big is that Parks and Recreation, like The Office, is going to be leaving at around 2020 and will be leaving Netflix, which owns the rights right now to distribute it on their streaming service. It will be yanked off of Netflix and it will begin be put on the NBC Universal streaming site, Peacock. It's that That's... I love the name of it, but it's one that I'm still getting used to actually saying out loud, Peacock, and that I think is, it fits right in, and I love the logo that they have with the Peacock, but I think it's something that's kind of simplistic, and it rings right with NBC, but going back to the actual IP that they have, Parks and Recreation is going to be being put on Peacock, and it's going to be seen right there for people, so if people want to watch Parks and Rec or The Office, which for The Office especially even Parks and Rec, in a way, there are some of the biggest names on Netflix, which people, they're not looking for streaming, or they're, oh, excuse me, not streaming, but original content. They go to something like a Parks and Rec, an office, a Friends, something like that. And it's one of their bigger bigger titles that they have on in their library. And it's being yanked off. Both of them are being yanked off and put on NBC, which were both released and aired on NBC and NBC Universal. And so I think for those two, I think those are huge losses for Netflix and big gains for Peacock. And I think that's going to be a huge selling point for them. Also, that's going to be debuting with Peacock is you're going to get the shows from 30 Rock, Bates Motel, Battlestar Galactica, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Cheers, Downton Abbey, Everybody Loves Raymond, Frasier, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Saturday Night Live, The Real Housewives, Top Chef. And you're probably wondering, well, Sam, how does that 
how is that NBC? Well, again, it's NBC Universal. It's not just NBC. So that includes TBS, TNT. It includes E. It includes Bravo. So all these shows are going. PBS it includes all of these shows that are going to be put on the streaming service. And I think that in and of itself, I think if you're looking to draw people to saying, hey, if you want to see your old shows, if you're fans of the Kardashians, if you're fans of Down Abbey, if you're fans of comedy like 30 Rock, or if you like your sci-fi with Battlestar Galactica, you can come and you can watch and you can see it here all, not for free, but all exclusively at Peacock. And I think what's interesting as well is that the movies that they have on here, for example, American Pie, Bridesmaids, Knocked Up, Meet the Parents, A Beautiful Mind, Back to the Future, Casino, Dallas Buyers Clubs, E.T., Jaws, The Born, Despicable Me, excuse me, Despicable Me, and Fast and Furious franchises. Every single one of those movies from those franchises will be on Peacock. And I think that is a huge advantage to this streaming service. Unlike something such as HBO, excuse me, not, not HBO Max, but something like a Apple TV Plus, which is really, they don't have any, any IP, they don't have any, they don't have, I'm trying to find the word to use, but they, they don't, they don't have any IP, they don't, they just have originals, they don't have anything that can gravitate towards people, it's be like, hey, come if you want, if you like this stuff, come watch it, and while you're watching this, also watch these original content made whether it be films or whether it be tv shows that we have made for you come watch those as well and i think what's evident for this this specific streaming service i think what's evident with disney plus with hbo max especially which just got the big bang theory which they got the rights and retained the rights to for over or around a billion dollar mega deal for HBO Max, what all of these have in common is the fact that that these streaming services cater towards IP, and they'll also have original content, but they also have the IP, and that's key. IP is key, if that rhymes for people. IP is key, especially in the streaming wars. Apple TV Plus is going to have to find, they're going to have to pay for something in order to get people to hooked onto these streaming services. Because, yeah, people like original content, but they love stuff to look back on. Henceforth, what Netflix did with The Office and with Parks and Recreation and Friends, which is going to be leaving to HBO Max as well. So HBO Max, all these, Disney Plus, they have Star Wars, Marvel, Pixar, they have all these IP, these major franchises these major titles that people can gravitate towards netflix is the same exact thing they know that they're losing all this ip that they retained another one which they bought sony's rights distribution rights for seinfeld in which the entire library will be exclusively shown on seinfeld excuse me, not seinfeld seinfeld will be exclusively showed on netflix so in the next in, in 2021, Netflix will have the rights to Seinfeld. If they want to say, "Hey, you want to watch Seinfeld? Come watch it to us. You can't see it anywhere else. It will be at Seinfeld." So I think that's something I think that people are going to have to look at is that IP is going to be the bread and butter for these streaming services, and I think Apple TV Plus is is left out in the gutter right now. Even though the prices are good right now, I think it's going to be really tough for them to just sell people on original ideas when you have all these different streaming services have IP that people want to look at 
while also looking at the other things that are included, such as original content. But also, there's going to be Peacock, is I think, which is unique about Peacock, is that they're going to be also housing news segments, especially with the 2020 election that's coming up for the presidential, for the White House. You have sports coverage, specifically NBC apparently is going to be hard-pressing Peacock during the Olympics, in which it's going to be a non-stop marketing blitz during that time period. There's going to be content for the Olympics as well, and I think that is immensely smart. I was trying to find the word smart for these, for Peacock and NBC to utilize that because I think with Disney is that they're while with also Disney Plus they're including a package deal for twelve ninety nine where it's ESPN Plus, Hulu, and Disney Plus as well, and I think that's their way of kind of incorporating sports news and some other things as well along with Hulu. I think that's what NBC can really utilize and offer really well is that it can be a multitude of things that they can offer. And along with those things, they're they're having a major reboot of a few of their franchises, such as Battlestar Galactica, Doctor Death. They're also doing a Save by the Bell reboot as well, where it's gonna include some of the the older characters such as Mario Lopez and include one of the leading actors being the governor and and really screwing over some schools and that they're going to, all these kids are going to have to go to this prep school and it's going to be a coming of age story, kind of like Saving by the Bell was. So I think there's a lot to be shown with, with Peacock. And I think we're just getting started. We're going to be hearing more in the coming months and the next year or so before it's released in 2020. Guys, what do you think of all this with Peacock, with the streaming wars? Let me know down below in the comment section and leave your thoughts. Next thing I want to go to is, It's a little short film that came out yesterday, and that is for Jurassic World. Now, this is something that nobody really saw coming until about a week ago when it started hitting the web that this is something that Colin Trevorrow and Universal were doing. It's a little eight-minute short film that was released on YouTube, and it stars Andre Holland and Natalie Martinez. And basically, it's just this little short that takes place a year after the second Jurassic World film, Fallen Kingdom. And basically, it shows the dinosaurs roaming around the world, really not isolated in a park or in one setting and that they basically can help out help really that they basically dictate what happens in the world and they tip the scales of what evolution is and what who really is at the top of the pecking order and this was just a fun cool eight minute short little suspenseful suspenseful short really that I think really was entertaining and someone said it best yesterday and that basically it was a marketing blitz for the third movie that's coming out in a few years and basically it had a nice little stinger at the end which kind of assumes what's going to be happening in the next movie and I think it was just a really cool fun fun refresher of what Jurassic Park and Jurassic World can be and it's even though it's about these big CGI dinosaurs or animatronic dinosaurs and that is action and thrills it's also horror and I think that really it tapped into that element a lot and Colin Trevorrow did a fantastic job for what looked like a a major production for an eight minute short that wasn't even released in theaters just released on Netflix I think it's incredible so I'm excited to see if they do anything more like this leading up to the third film. Guys, are you interested in Jurassic World Battle of Big Rock? What did you think of it if you saw it? Are you interested in seeing it? Let me know down below in the comment section and leave your thoughts. And finally, guys, the last thing I want to talk about right now is Sylvester Stallone, who's promoting his new movie, Rambo Last Blood, which I'll be talking about tomorrow for the weekend preview and previewing that film and a few others as well. And he sat down with Fandango and Eric Davis and Nikki Novak, who are correspondents for Fandango, Nikki Novak talked to Sly and, and 
Eric Davis wrote up an article basically talking about how Sylvester Stallone wants to do a reboot of Cobra, which is another action film that Sly did in the 80s, and he's talking with Robert Rodriguez about doing it, and he basically said to Nicky Novak, he said, I'm talking with Robert Rodriguez right now about Cobra, which looks like that could happen, and to me, Cobra, Cobra, I want to say Cobra Kai so badly, which is the YouTube TV show with Karate Kid, but it's just Cobra. That's it. And for this show, excuse me, not show, well, Sly wants to make it a show. He feels like Robert might make it a show and make it more smaller scale, really, than the big scale that was the that was the movie. And to me, Cobra was a guilty pleasure. I think that 80s run for Schwarzenegger and Stallone, that was really like a prime action hero 80s run that we saw in Cobra was a part of that filmography for Stallone. It's a guilty pleasure for a lot of people. It's a fun action film that's just feature slide, just killing a bunch of people and and kicking butt and, and doing what he does best, especially in that time period. So if he comes back for that, he's already brought back Rocky again. He's already brought back Rambo again, and it seems like a lot of people are enjoying that movie. And so I'm, I'm excited to see if he brings back Cobra, and he might bring back Tango and Cash with... um with Kurt Russell as well, so I mean, I'm all for it, I think he wants to really just live life and do what he does best, really, which is just kick, kicking butt and doing it with these iconic characters that people revere Sly for really help creating, really, and he is an artist, and I can't wait to see Rambo, but we'll talk about that tomorrow for my weekend preview, but I'm excited to see what he does with Cobra. Guys, are you interested in seeing another reboot of Cobra? Let me know down below in the comment section and leave your thoughts. And guys, that's going to be it for this edition of the Sam Bissell Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out my channel for more content. You can check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, SoundCloud, and much more. Also, make sure to tune into the Ambiguous Network. And also, be sure to check out the other amazing shows, such as You Mad Bro. It's the number one source to see what the internet is pissed off about on a weekly basis and check out goal-driven professionals geared towards improving client relations return on investment and customer acquisition costs for independent businesses and services you can check them out on their websites ambiguousproduction.com also on facebook and twitter at real ambiguous also be sure to check out me on social media on twitter at basel samuel that's b-u-s-s-e-l-l-s-a-m-u-e-l and on facebook at sam basel thank you guys again so much and until next time keep on screening